Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. When is too much maintenance? When you look at a commercial property and you're thinking to yourself, perhaps this property has too much maintenance in the future and maybe this is not the right deal for me. How do you know by just looking at the information memorandum or looking at some views on Google Maps or on Near Maps or any of the RP data information that the property is going to be too much work in the future? Well, Listen to this podcast and I'll walk you through some of the things I look for when I'm looking at a property and thinking if it's going to be too much maintenance. Too much maintenance. So what exactly is too much maintenance on a property? So I've been in the commercial property space now for about five years and during that time I've been to lots of regional areas, lots of rural areas, I've seen different types of properties and one of the properties that I see that has the most amount of maintenance has to be old bank buildings or old post office buildings so I did look at buying one of those properties in Wellington New South Wales at one point and also looked at a similar one in Dubbo beautiful beautiful buildings and you do absolutely fall in love with them the problem is that they have a facade that needs to be maintained they're often the front part of it is heritage listed which means that you can only maintain and upkeep it Uh, you'll probably have some asbestos in the building as well and also on top of that you'll find that there's lots and lots of maintenance in terms of the way the layout is and that you've got the vault to remove and that to repurpose and reposition is going to cost you a lot of money and that if you add anything additional like aircon or even kind of refurbishments you have to keep the general look and feel of it which means it's going to cost you additional money so for me that is a lot of maintenance so and it's going to be ongoing maintenance when you have a property uh, of that type and it will be always costing you money going forward I mean beautiful property you're always going to love it but ultimately it's going to cost you money on the other spectrum you have the brand new builds which house you nothing which costs you no money no money maintenance uh, totally set and forget for five six seven eight years and also then on top of that you have uh, a brand new tenant but you do pay a premium for that property because you're paying for that total said and forget where it's totally headacheless so there is no maintenance and you just buy it and said and forget about it but you do pay the premium so where is the middle ground and what should you be looking for in a commercial property when you're wanting to look at the middle ground most people when they are looking at a property that has an uplift will think about how much maintenance the property is going to cost them so your main issues with any property is going to be your lifts if you have a two-story three-story building if especially if it's old uh, it's going to be a air which means air conditioning how it's wired how old it is and how long it's been in the building whether it needs to be stripped out and new ones need replaced whether it's ducted or individual all of that affects it whether it's paid by strata or yourself and then of course there is the roof issue now most of the time roofs are never going to be perfect especially when you're going to be in australia where you know, we are prone to natural disasters we're prone to rain wet hail if you're down south and we're prone to the sunshine and with typhoons and wind up 
up north. So you are never going to get the perfect roof. You're going to have a roof that will, you know, sustain wear and tear, but over time it will need to be replaced or patched up. And so you look at it and you think, okay, well, I'm going to look at those three areas. Now, the main thing is when I look at a property is not about the capital works that you're going to be putting in in the first, say, 12 or 24 months. I'm looking at, are you going to need something that this building or put into this building every single year for the next 10, 20, 30 years. So that's where I call high maintenance. Whereas if you were buying an uplift property or any kind of property, and let's say you're looking for a property that's slightly run down, and you're buying this property and you know that, okay, I am going to spend twenty, fifty, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars on this property to bring it up to scratch. You do it once, you do it well. And you know that going forward is not going to be any issues. So you're pretty much taking someone's headache, you're fixing it, and then going forward, there's not going to be any issues. Now, that is actually not a headache property. That is not a high-maintenance property. That is just run-of-the-mill fixing up someone's issue and tidying up a lot of your mistakes, other people's mistakes. Or if you had a property, you let it run down to the end, tidying up that mistake as well. So what you are essentially looking for in a space like that is that you're taking on someone who may not have taken care of the property for a while, taking on someone who uh, have owned the property for 20, 30 years, and then all of a sudden, you know, they've been in the family and just let it run. That is probably where you're looking at that type of property. Uh, and you're doing it once but the bare bones of the property is no issue and you're not going to have any foundation issues you're not going to have any major issues that come from um, shoddy workmanship that's been done before that you can't rectify and that you know you're not going to have any sort of zoning issues you want to do extensions or and that the layout of the property is not odd so that for you to repurpose it is going to cost you a lot of money so in that sense for me that actually is a low maintenance property it's a property where you spend the first lump sum and you spend it well you make the right decisions and going forward become set and forget now there is an old saying in commercial property that you should allow one month of every year that your tenant has occupied as a general rule of thumb for maintenance now that varies significantly if you have a strata property you're already paying the sinking fund so if you're paying sinking fund then that is actually contributed to your capital work so there's actually no money for you to set aside if you're buying a property that is freestanding and that is a building on its own or um, strip of shops or you know warehouse then you know that one month of uh, one month of maintenance that you may not happen until the tenant vacates six years, 10 years, 25 years down the track should and may apply. And of course, that depends on how often that comes up. So it may be a roof that needs to be replaced, but all that may be, you know, an insurance company job and then the roof that needs to be replaced. So that is something that uh, it varies from case to case. And of course, when your tenant leaves, you are going to need to spruce up the property. And in some cases, if you were buying in metro areas, that may actually be a knockdown and a rebuild or a knockdown and sell as, as land value. So that aside, um, that's just general rule of thumb to keep in the back of your mind. If you get to the point where you buy freestanding properties, put some money aside for general maintenance so you have that time to accumulate over a five-year period while your tenant's there. And then afterwards, uh, you can then you can then use that money once the tenant moves out to bring it up to scratch to put a new tenant in or even before you sell the property or um, just generally keeping the your value of your asset in place so that's what i call all of that is low maintenance now 
I have a major issue when people say to me, oh, that's because it's got two tenants on the property or because the tenant is split up with one tenant at the front, one tenant at the back, or we have four tenants, some of them are residential, some of them are, are commercial, that it's got to be a high maintenance property. Well, that's not a high maintenance property. That's actually just a run of the mill of a commercial property that you just need to find the right property manager for. So you may need to speak to three or four property managers or you may need to just speak to one who does specialize in the, the property type that you have. And going forward, that's really uh, a mindset thing around whether it is more maintenance or less maintenance. Just because you have multiple tenants is no different from you having three or four residential properties and having to get different managers to manage that or one property manager to manage all of them. So in, in effect, in commercial property, it is actually easier to have multi-tenanted properties because you still have one strata. Uh, property manager you have one strata manager of the property strata and i've seen you know three tenants in one strata property uh and yeah it's just it's still one maintenance and it is maintenance of the whole building rather than and you because you don't do anything internal for your tenants it's all up to them to take care of all the internal stuff you take care of the structural work it's still only one maintenance whether you have one building uh with one tenant or one building with four tenants in there so it's exactly the same it's just around the mindset where you think it's too difficult because you're coming from a residential mindset rather than a commercial mindset doesn't mean that you have four tenants and all of a sudden uh you need to worry about the blinds being broken or that the carpet needs to be replaced well that's all when it finishes when the tenants leave um or that you know there's a fight over car space well that's where your property manager comes in and I wouldn't suggest you manage a multi-tenant property on your own. Definitely find a property manager. But what I do consider as a high maintenance is when I look at a building and I see that the building in general shape is a rundown building that even with one lot of capital works, they say fifty, sixty, or seventy thousand dollars, is still not going to make it uh, up to a standard where it can be set and forget. So that may mean that there's movement in the footings, movement in the structures. Uh, but you know, of course, you can replace the footing and you can replace all of the the structures down the bottom. It's all, of course, regarding costs. The other thing is. Uh, mainly the layout of the property sometimes a property is done with the layout is just not workable and it's very hard for you to put two tenants in there or reconfigure the layout so it actually restricts your tenant pool in the future just the way the layout is you really then have to bring the property back to um to original shape by knocking out and making sure everything is basically an open plan so that's really where where things uh, when I consider sort of that type of a being continuous maintenance, continuous issue. The other thing that uh, I consider high maintenance going forward is, of course, older style buildings or buildings that are, have a particular facade and or buildings that are, are purposely built for something. So, you know, a childcare centre later on, if the childcare centre decides not to be there, then, of course, that takes long term maintenance because there's a lot more wear and tear as well. So, like I said, the bank buildings um, old um, post office buildings the structure of it is really good but because of the way that it's built it sometimes is very hard to create a better layout of that building and you can't knock down supporting walls and of course you know to repurpose different stairways excess um, and then changing it into sort of proper two or three bedroom units upstairs or an office space upstairs and retail downstairs that can be hard as well 
so those are the buildings i tend to avoid uh especially now with bank buildings it's very hard to lease release them out as well especially in regional areas so again that's something that i tend to avoid as well the other thing going forward when i look at maintenance is where in the beginning if you didn't have the money to actually spend on the property and you can only do patch up jobs then that that property is actually going to cost you more in the long run so let's say you take a property and it has you know a a property that's freestanding and it has some roof leaks or that uh, the flashings is not done properly the the bathrooms need sort of some waterproofing um let's say that um the layout is fine but you need to get some new carpets uh, air conditioning and things like that so if you see that now if for example that needs to be a hundred thousand dollars in terms of repairs but you only have 50 but the thing is you have to then stretch the 50 to see if that's going to make it work so you might patch up the roof might patch up you know the you might see okay well you know i don't have the flush on my patch up or i just replace what needs to be done you know do the bits and pieces that i can on this property to keep it going well ultimately that property may cost you a bit of money every single year moving forward until the time where you can just spend that chunk of money and get things done into that property that's new and ultimately in the long run it's going to cost you more because you're going to spend this much time patching it to make sure it works until it finally gets to the point where you have to replace the whole thing anyway so be bear in mind in that process because if you don't have the capacity and you don't have the uh the lump sum money to actually do it in one go and make a good go of it make the property pristine to the point where you know you're not going to have follow-up works then i would suggest then you buy a more set and forget property than a property that has these works that are great that are potentially uplifts but will potentially be a pain in the ass for you moving forward so these are things to consider where on the spectrum do you sit do you want could you could you or do you have the capacity to, to use a lump sum of money to fix up something um, and make it really good and then continue on a set and forget path or do you not want the headache can't deal with that as a as a one-off and that one-off could be anywhere from three six or twelve months as we find all the issues and fix them up and as you can get all of the trays lined up and and then once done it's done or you know are you just going well, look i just want the set and forget type of property uh and of course on the other spectrum do i just fall in love with a property that i love that is an old building old style building um then if that's the case then um you know i'm up for those maintenance so have a really good think about it about where you sit and where your risk profile is and whether you have the cash flow to be able to uh to be able to be in a deal where it's going to need money going forward or whether you just want one that is just headache free but you know pay that premium for that so if you need a helping hand and you want someone to guide you through uh, your commercial property journey and get started in it, there's never been a better time than now. The market is compressing, the yield are coming down. So anyone who's getting into the market now is going to make money in the next 12 to 24 months. So hurry up, reach out to me, uh, helentarrant.com or helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au. And I look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey. I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.